Each week, we get the inside scoop from industry leaders in marketing, social media, and influencers. Follow along on their journey. This is the Follow Me Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Follow Me Podcast. I'm Ali. I'm here with Cole. Hello. And we're so excited that you're here with us today. Mm-hmm. All right, you know how this goes. Who are you following this week, Cole? This week, I am following John Mayer, actually. Oh. Uh, he started a new series on his... His Insta stories are hilarious. Yeah, I've heard that. Okay. He's really funny. But um, he started a new series where he's going to do a live stream every Sunday night, and he's going to do his own talk show. He, like, built his own set. No way. This whole thing. Yeah, it was really funny. He I wonder called if Instagram is, like, paying him or if it's just, like, no, on his own. No, he was really funny. He was, like, trying to get sponsorships throughout no. the whole thing, so he would, like, take a sip of a different drink. <laughs> so he'd have, like, a Mountain Dew, and he'd be like, I'm not sponsored, but I could be. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So anyways, it was really good. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Mine this week is Kirby Jenner, and mm-hmm. he he's kind of like an old one, but um, he basically pretends he's Kendall's brother or twin or something, yeah. and like always posts photos of the Kardashians and the Jenners, and it's just like really amusing and funny, and like I think all the Jenners like follow him now. Yeah. So and he's he was so in the Kardashian commercial. Uh-huh. I don't know. He just like made a parody of it, and it's I sat next funny. to him at a movie once at the Grove, and I couldn't concentrate. Wow, I don't know if I'd be able to, to like to him. like figure out who he was or oh, like recognize no. yes, him. Yes, you would. He's very distinct looking. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, so today's guest we're super excited about. She's a longtime friend of the agency. We've done tons of work with her, um, and she's a lot to share on yeah. fundraising and building a business, being a mom. But we should address the issue. The issue at hand. <laughs> and sorry about Whitney Carson's episode. We know the sound yeah. was a little nuts. We have construction next door. Um, and the beginning of this episode with Sarah, it's a little wonky in the beginning. We're and just figuring it out, guys. Yeah. So <laughs> Our producer, Natalie, is it's her first time producing. So yeah, It's all her fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's not us, the talent. Um, but anyways, we're going to dive into it. So let's do it. Woo! Today's guest is Sarah Boyd, the founder and creative force behind Simply, a collective with one goal in mind, connecting. Dubbed the dot connector, Sarah started her career in fashion PR, the industry she called her own for 10 years before starting Simply, which was acquired by Nylon last year. Welcome, Sarah. Welcome. Thank you. We're so excited to have you today. Uh, Me too. Thanks for coming by. Yes. Um, So for our listeners, can you give us just a little bit of your background, like tell us where you started and what's been your professional journey up to this point. Sure. Um, well, I came from, I hail from York, Pennsylvania, a really <laughs> small, like <laughs> small town in Pennsylvania in between Philly and Baltimore. So I grew up with like really small town roots, um, went to fashion school and then moved out to LA as soon as I finished college. Um, my sister actually lived here and, um, she was starting a PR agency and I was like, well, that's cool. I thought I wanted to be a fashion buyer. And then, you know, after a couple of years in school, I realized it wasn't for me and realized that PR was a job. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Um, so I moved out after college and did fashion PR for about nine years. Um, and launched tons of brands from like Tom's Shoes to Paul and Joe to wow. Young Contemporary and everything in between. So um, I met a lot of people over the years of doing that. Um, celebrities, mm-hmm. stylists, bloggers when they were first starting. Um, but after that many years in PR, I was just kind of over it and mm-hmm. over the thankless clients. And I wanted to wake up every day feeling like I'm changing lives and doing something that 
help other people. Um, so after, you know, building the relationships in that space, I quit my job with my sister and gave myself three months to start simply, Wow, which back then was called simply stylist. And, um, and we started with our first conference and that was seven years ago. So it's been a while and a lot of growth since then, but, um, yeah, so now we're very heavy in the influencer space, digital space, um, event space. And, um, I like having kind of my hands in a little bit of everything. Yeah. You're kind of like us at Be Social, like Mm -hmm. a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, so tell us about simply the conference where, where you started and where you're at now with that whole Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. So we started, we were, believe it or not, the first fashion and beauty conference that existed. Now I feel like there's a million, but we were, we were the first one, you know, I, I wanted to create first and foremost, something that was kind and a place where people could connect because I was really lucky and had a sister that helped me get my foot in the door of the industry. And I met so many people that didn't have that connection. Mm. And really that's all you need. You need one person Mm -hmm. that's like, I trust you. I believe in you. That one handshake, that one open door to put your foot in. So I wanted to create a platform, um, to help all of these people, the industry hopefuls, and also to provide, um, advice from all of these experts, like bloggers and stylists and all of these people that you can't really go to school to learn from. You kind of have to know someone or hear directly from them. So that was my two ideas. And I, I had a passion for connecting and um, wanted to figure out how to make that a job. And um, so I started with our first conference in LA. Um, we had about 750 people at that first one. Wow. So I was kind of like so impressive. Like, how did away. you get people to come yeah. and know about it? I literally, I was always kind of known as the nice girl in PR. So I pulled every favor from my 10 years in PR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to I love that. be like, you need to sit, you need to sit on my panel. You need to write yeah. us up. You need to invite your guest list. Like yeah. I pulled out every stop for that first one. And that is how. I did it. I just hustled and, and pulled all of my relationships and, and favors. Um, so that was really cool. I mean, the production and everything was like laughable when I look back at it, but you do it all yourself. Yeah. And I had zero event planning. Like (laughs) before this first conference, I was like, yeah, here we go. Let's just throw it up here. And, uh, it it was bad. Um, (laughs) it's not bad now though, but it was great content. Like the content and the meat of it was great. So, you know, we just built from there and then we added New York and then Chicago. We've done Dallas. We've done Dubai a few times now, Orange County. So we're definitely like We've grown since then over the seven years and we've added in a lot of, um, you know, other things like we, we were doing, um, workshops every month where it's much smaller Mm -hmm. for other ways for people to collaborate and communicate and, and get to learn different topics. Um, and then we launched online courses a couple of months ago. So amazing. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long journey, but exciting. And, um, so I just love one, the conferences. Yeah, see the everyone there are amazing. I've spoke at them. I've mm-hmm. attended. I've had talent part mm-hmm. of it. Like they're truly amazing. You get a lot out of them too. For your first one, how did you fund that? Like running an event is not cheap. Like no, how did, no. what did that look like? And how did you even put that together? So I remember the first one, I, I had zero funding. I mean, it yeah. was my own bank account and I wasn't getting paid. I didn't have a job. I quit my job. So for those first three months, it was thank God for my husband who was like, you're going to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was like my cheerleader <laughs> every single fan. day. So I had no doubt in my mind that I was going to succeed because he, he was amazing and just kept telling me I how great that. I was and how it's going to, 
work and don't even worry about anything else because it is going to be the most successful thing ever. Um, so I had him and then also, um, I saved up some money before I left because I gave my sister like three months in advance. So I started like kind of sacking away some money. I took a couple like freelance PR clients okay. at the time. One was like a random, like a sex toy. Like oh, I would wow. take anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whatever. Yeah. I need yeah. some extra money. Like yep. you do what you got to do. <laughs> totally. Um, I'll figure it out. One was like for a stylist. I helped her with PR. So I had some money coming in and then, um, yeah. So I basically made a profit on that first event because wow. I found it was actually the W Hollywood. They okay. partnered with me and believed in me and wow. gave me like a really great discount. Mm-hmm. And then I had a couple of sponsors and then we sold some tickets and we broke even, wow. or maybe I think we actually made some money. That's crazy. So, I mean, yes, the production value wasn't where it is now. Yeah. It was yeah. very bootstrap, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we actually turned a profit and then I used that profit to start you know, planning our New York event. And I just kept reinvesting every dollar we made back into the business Mm -hmm. and just lived off the PR clients I was doing on the side until I could finally say goodbye to them. That was a good day. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure. And then at what point did you like start hiring employees and like get an office and like, what was that kind of journey? That was like the scariest thing ever. I'm like such a saver. Um, so am I, yeah, I'm like, I can't spend a dollar. You know, I, I, I get very nervous when I'm responsible for someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually, one of my old interns when I did PR loved my idea and came over with me and was like, can I intern for you at at Simply? So I was like, yes, she actually was my first hire. Mm -hmm. Um, So I hired her part-time and then moved to full-time after like six months when we had enough money coming in. And then I actually gave her a piece of my company as well. So she, she was huge with, you know, helping me build it because when you, when you have your own company, it's hard to do it all on your own. So she was with me from day one, just grinding day in and day out. So um, all of that sweat equity. I was like, you deserve yeah, a percentage. That's cool to be able to do that for an employee. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that's like a good learning for anyone who might not have like the funding, right? There's different possibilities, like whether that's equity percentage yeah. or percentage of profits, things like that. So yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Because I couldn't pay her the salary that she deserved, right. but you know, she ended up getting a payout at the end. So yeah, who knew if that was going to happen or not, but she believed in the company as well. So that was really cool. I remember she was the one really pushing me to get an office and I was like, no, we can't afford it. Um, but then, you know, we finally made the leap maybe a year or two into it and got an office, a small office space. And, you know, we paid the rent every month. And then we, you know, as, as soon as you take the leap, the money comes, you find it, you hustle a little harder and yep. you know what your bottom is that you have to hit. So yeah. you kind of make it happen. Yeah. It's just really scary jumping in and yeah. like hiring that first employee, getting that first office, totally. all these extra bills. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was all about a year, a year and a half into, into okay. it. Yeah. And then take us to like today or maybe a year ago when you were acquired by Nylon. Like, I'm so curious about that process. I think that is so amazing. How has it changed your business, your mindset, everything? And why Nylon too? I'm even just curious about that. Like, who would have thought that Nylon would buy, you know, curious. Yeah. So I'll kind of give you the, the rundown. So after we launched the conferences, a few years into it, we launched our digital arm of our business. Um, which is simply digital. We represent and manage celebrity influencers in the digital space and then also can like cast campaigns for brands and, you know, oversee their entire digital strategy. 
So that was really, that became the really valuable part of our business because the reach of our celebrity talent is like 90 million. Mm-hmm. So brands and, and companies see that and they're like, oh, dollar signs. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize that. It just kind of came naturally to me. Um, a lot of the clients that I have now are people that I worked with when I did PR and I was always the nice girl and lent to them when they were small and weren't as huge as they were now. So building those relationships, again, this is a good point for anyone listening is like, always be nice to everyone. Mm -hmm. You never know where they'll end up later, whether it's an assistant or an intern or a small celebrity, like just be nice to everyone because you literally never know where they'll be. We recently actually got that advice. Remember just answer. Someone told us answer every single email, like respond to everyone. A call. Yeah. And take the call. No one's beneath you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah. So that was about four years ago when I launched that arm of the business. Um, The conference arm was really growing and they were kind of both growing simultaneously. Um, And at the same time I got married and I got pregnant (laughs) and I was like, wait, okay. So we have four employees, including me. I'm pregnant, about to have a child. Um, How is this going to work? Because I am working 12 hour days. You know how it is. It's Mm -hmm. just nonstop. You live, breathe. Like this is, this was my baby. Yeah. And how am I going to have another baby? (laughs) Um, So once I had Ava, it was about two and a half years ago. I remember it kind of took me off that hamster wheel and that treadmill that I was on every single day. That is life of an entrepreneur. And I took six weeks off. And that was the first time since I started the business that I was, it's almost like meditation. I would take two hour walks. I would clear my head. I wasn't in in the day-to-day grind of it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I really got to pull back and look at the business as a whole and with a clean slate and a fresh mind and obviously with a new baby Mm -hmm. um, and and reprioritizing everything in my life. And so I remember on one of these two-hour walks I took, I was thinking like, how do I scale this? Because I have pulled every favor. I've gotten every celebrity that I know to speak. I have grown this as large as I can by myself and like being that like cute, like, Hey, do a favor for me, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like now's the time where yeah. people are like, all right, you need to pay me yeah. this, or you need to like kind of step it up because mm-hmm. I've done everything that I can do for you, mm-hmm. like as a favor. So, um, after I had that realization, I was like, okay, I need the biggest thing I need is sales because it's really me doing it. And I am not I'm not a big sales team. It's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I, I brainstormed a few businesses that I thought would be complementary to what we do. And I emailed all five of them, either, you know, I think four of them I knew personally, the founder, and then the other one, I just found a connection through LinkedIn or through a friend of yeah. someone to connect me. And I kid you not, within 24 hours, I had responses from all five wow. interested. Wow. And they're like, great, send me your valuation and send me, um, you know, your P&Ls. And I was like, yep, right on top of that. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I had no idea even what they were talking about. I had to Google everything. I'm like, I need to find a financial guy. Like literally, I'm not a girl that went to business school. I went to fashion school. I had no experience in acquisitions and mergers. And Mm -hmm. I just figured it out, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked a few friends, I, I got a financial guy to help kind of sit with me for a couple of days, go through all my numbers and, and realize, you know, okay, here's my offering. Here's what my valuation is. Here's all of that stuff that I had no clue. Um, 
So out of those five responses, I ended up getting two offers. This is after many, many meetings and and hours of conversations. Um, And I was about to sign on the dotted line with one of them. And it was actually Nylon slash Socialite who came through right before I was about to sign with someone else with a better offer and one that I could actually keep shares in my business, which was huge. The other offer, I would have to give up everything. Um, so the reason why I chose nylon is also mainly because of socialite, um, because they really complemented our business because they represent managed traditional bloggers. Mm -hmm. We worked with them a lot because they would sell our talent and they would Mm -hmm. work with us in, in many different ways. So I thought that would be something like, great, we have a built-in sales team for our, our talent, but then nylon is a great name because, you know, we can produce all their events. Like we are kind of that missing spoke in the wheel, um, to make it a full 360 business. Um, so yeah, a year later, I think after that first, yeah. you know, walk when I had the epiphany mm-hmm. of what to do, it finally happened and it was signed and that was, that was an exciting day. And then, yeah, gotcha. now it's so been you, a year. So you sign and what, mm-hmm. like you get a check or you like, what does that look like within the coming weeks after signing that? Well, the signing part took a long time. That was a lot of legal and a lot of back and forth. Um, But yeah, we ended up signing, I think it was in January of 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, yeah, we signed then. um, And it depends on the deal, honestly. Like sometimes you get a full payment up front. Sometimes you have to do an earn out. So mine, I got a portion up front and then I have three years to earn the rest. So based on probably like different milestones, revenues, margins, like all the goals that you put in place um, based on, you know, the numbers that you presented. So you can't, you know, it's smart for a business to do that because if they just write you a check, you could be gone tomorrow and you're not working anymore. So it keeps me motivated. It keeps me wanting to build the business bigger and um, continues, you know, to drive me and, and to drive the entire business. So after, after we signed, you know, we did our big hallelujah and then it's figuring out how to merge the businesses. I mean, it's been a year and three months and we're still figuring things out because, um, you know, you're so set in your ways after seven years of running your own business. It's, you know, taking all your systems and, and mm-hmm. putting them into their systems and and cross-referencing, you know, which clients you work with and what talent and, and how we can, you know, all work together. So um, that's been an interesting process. I feel like I've gotten my master's degree in like, sure, selling yeah. a business and merging and, and all of that, but it's been super exciting and um, yeah, just like a huge growth year for me. Yeah. What were some of like the first things they wanted to do? I think you mentioned like they helped you with your branding, your new yes. website, your logo got revamped. Yeah. So it was just nice to have you know, it's always been me and then girls younger than me that just mm-hmm. kind of help me with everything that I'm doing. But I've never had that big strategy, um, you know, big picture kind of thinking other than just me on my own. So when I came in, we rebranded, we changed the logo, we changed the name, we changed the website, we looked at all of our offerings to see what was, what margins were the best, what was most successful, what wasn't, what we should cut, and really just took a deep dive into the business. Um, I've never really done that. So I was that just kind so of, cool. you know, yeah, on the yeah. treadmill every day. And I'm never, I never sit back and, and I would never look at the big picture because I was just so focused on yeah. the day to day. So it was really cool. And I love my new logo. Like it was just a nice fresh start Mm -hmm. to, to see all of that come to fruition. And that all happened in like a few weeks. I'm really curious who's Mm -hmm. actually doing that. Is it 
someone from Nylon came in and helped almost like a consultant or, I mean, I know they're tech, they're your partners, yeah. but like, what does that even look like? Did they send their creative director or their yeah, team? Yeah, it's like, their graphic, it? um, someone on their graphics and creative team mm-hmm. sat with me and, and we Amazing. went to New York. We did a whole intro meeting with all of our team and sat with them and, um, you know, some of the executives from Socialite and Nylon just kind of gave their input on how they see, saw the industry going and what moves we should make. So it was really nice to just have other people to like throw yeah. ideas. And do you have the final say on everything? Mm-hmm. That, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we, we did the whole revamp. Um, and then it's, you know, obviously changing the accounting systems and mm-hmm. changing, you know, the C- the CPR, CPM, I don't know. Still learning all the words. <laughs> <laughs> One of those the sales systems yeah. and, you know, all of that kind yeah. of stuff because we didn't do that. We were a small business. Yeah. We would use Excel and Google Sheets and now it's like a real business. So right. everything has to be um, put through the process. Um, so, you know, that's a learning curve as well totally. and all of that good stuff. So it's it's been quite a year. And then you... You changed your title, right? You were CEO before and you moved to, I think, West Coast Director. Is that right? Of Nylon? Yeah. So how so, did your role change? Yeah. So I, Nylon never had an office out here before it, and neither did Socialite. Everyone just worked from home. So once this acquisition happened, now we're all under one roof. So I'm the president of Nylon West Coast, like as a whole. So I'm kind of running that office, but then I'm still founder of Simply. So my day-to-day is Simply, really. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah really cool yeah it's so interesting yeah and because i would you, just think of the magazine wouldn't you like i know it's no longer yeah well, they're just like, digital now right yeah. yeah 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 well that's why they're probably investing in companies like yours yep. it's like they're broadening their horizons yeah um before you like went and found a partner were there like certain checklists that you're like i need this from them or right? like certain like must-haves to make the deal happen i've heard that from other entrepreneurs when trying to find like a partner did yeah. you put something like that together i did i mean i didn't like write it down but in my head i knew what i wanted i didn't want a company that was super corporate mm-hmm. at all okay. like I, coming from running my own business and like doing kind of whatever I wanted when I wanted, that would have been too much of a culture shock for Mm -hmm. me. So I needed a company that was pretty like, you know, go with the flow, but also a bit of structure. I think Nylon and Socialite are perfect for that. Um, I also wanted, I did want to keep a piece of the company because, you know, to completely give up your baby is very hard. Yeah. Um, so at least to like have some sort of ownership still, that was ideal. Um, and then also, you know, who the team is that I'm working with, like, you know, yes, a big check sounds nice, but what's your day to day? Who's your family every day? I mean, you see these people more than you see your family. So, um, I wanted to make sure that the people I was working with that I got along with and, and it was a good, good vibe. So, um, and just kind of their office culture, all of that. I just wanted to make sure it was a good fit and that they also liked our brand and our vision and really believed in me and what I was doing and wasn't just numbers focused because that will kill a business in a second. Yeah. Yeah. So do you report to like the CEO of Nylon or founder of Nylon? Yeah. So I report to, he's the president of Nylon as a whole. So he oversees all three businesses. Um, So yeah, I report to him and, but he's awesome. He's lets me run my business and, you know, helps me with the financials and anything that I need help with. But he's, 
he's really great. He's not, you know, breathing down my back every day. And nice. Yeah. That's amazing. What was your first event like with nylon backing it? And like, how different was it? So the first event, I mean, the first event was like a month after we signed. So it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't quite where we wanted it to be with nylon, but just having their name involved, it was just kind of a game changer and having their support. So they had their video team and their photography team and their, you know, they promoted it through their newsletters and their um, social and all of that. Just having that was huge. Um, The value of that is like, I don't even know, thousands. Um, Having their editors speak and just really integrating them into it and having their sales team begin to start selling it. So that was my real goal is getting the sales team from Socialite and Simply and Nylon to start selling our offerings because that's what I needed. That was my number one goal of this acquisition is to, you know, have more people talking about us to potential buyers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you have that now. In your last event that I just went to, you had Who at Where partner, a media partner. Mm -hmm. Amazing. How did that happen? That's cool. Yeah. So that they've been, I make vision boards every year. So they've been on my vision boards since like when I started the company, I remember it was like, who, what, where, and the Grove, and all of these things that end up coming true, which is crazy to even think about from back then. But um, yeah, who, what, where has always been a goal of mine to to work with. Um, We partnered with Nylon for the past two. Um, So we wanted to switch it up this year and and see how it was to partner with uh, with who, what, where. Since it was our LA event, Mm -hmm. they're kind of like the LA staple. Um, So yeah, so that was great. How was it? They did a couple write-ups on us. They invited all their influencers. Influencers, so it was great. You know, I think they're really on brand for us too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was nice having them there. Very cool. Okay, so obviously you've had tons of growth in the past year. Like, what's next for Simply? What's next? Well, our online courses—it's that's our newest um, offering. So we just launched our styling course, and then I'm actually going to be teaching one on how to build and sell a business in five years. Ooh, Ooh, that's really cool. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So that is like a full-time business, these online courses. So um, we're learning a lot doing that. Um, And then also doing more events. We want to go international. So we have our Dubai event in October. um, And we want to start expanding our... our turnkey event series that like brands can come in and, and work with us on. So okay. as opposed to the conference that you were at where there's a lot of brands, like we want to work with one-off brands to, yeah. to kind of build a conference for Around just them. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's super smart. I mm-hmm. love that. Um, you also started something recently. It's called Moms and Babes Box. Yes. Jana Kramer. Yeah. Jana Kramer. Is that right? Uh-huh. Um, tell us about that. And how are you juggling that? I know. You know I have so much time. <laughs> Why not start another business? <laughs> I just can't stop. I'm, yeah, it's sick. So she, she's a client of mine and um, we both have daughters the same age. They're both yeah. two and a half. And Jana came to me one day and was like, I want to start a subscription box for moms but also for kids because everyone that's mom has mom guilt and mm-hmm. you don't want to buy anything for yourself, but mm-hmm. this way you can kind of do it and not feel guilty because mm-hmm. you're buying something for your kid. Okay. So it's going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be three boxes. Um, there's an infant box, a toddler box and a mom box. The infant and toddler box will have three items for baby and three items for mom that are like pampering and beauty okay. and all of that. All of that stuff that mom needs. Really yeah. cool. And the mom box is just six items, full-size premium, 
pampering products for moms. So yeah, we're launching in a couple of weeks. We're really excited. And yeah, so Jana's an awesome partner. Obviously she's, I know all of her analytics. I'm like, this thing's going to sell out in a second. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) She's great. Yeah. such a good like business model too, because you have the brands giving you the product, right? So you have to pay for them. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a subscription fee. So it's like ongoing Mm -hmm. revenue. Yeah. And I think this is like a niche that isn't there yet. It's not. You have like the FabFitFuns and like the beauty boxes, Mm -hmm. but Nothing like this. No, it doesn't really, exist. Really successful. And it's crazy that it doesn't. There's mm-hmm. baby boxes. Yeah. There's new mom box. There's everything, but yeah. there's nothing for mom and baby. Yeah. So I know. So exciting. smart. Yeah. That's really exciting. Okay. So tell us about the charity you're involved in. Um, anti-bullying, right? Why, mm-hmm. why that? Why is it important to you? Yeah. So... Every time I have an event, I want to give back in some way. So uh, that's something that's really special to me because, um, A, I'm all about kindness and connection and collaboration and like no mean girls. That's always how we set the tone of our conferences because this industry can be so mean Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, yeah, for what? For no reason. So um, I just wanted to create a kind space. And I think that is a way, one way to do it. And another reason is, you know, when I was in high school, I was, I guess it's called bullying, but my husband's like, you're, you aren't bullied. She just, (laughs) her boyfriend liked you. So she wanted to beat you up every day. I was like, well, that's bullying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, you know, the typical, you know, bullying situation, but I mean, this girl, her boyfriend liked me and literally every day her and her friends threatened to jump me outside. And I was like scared every day at school because they were threatening to like, beat me up. And of course I'm scared. Yeah. So I don't want anyone to feel like that. And, um, you know, I I realize now that I'm older, that it's their own insecurities Mm -hmm. and their own weaknesses that they just need to deal with and and figure out. But now, especially having a daughter and growing up in the social media and I see it with my talent and it's just bad. These people just hide behind Mm -hmm. their cell phones and their computers. And I mean, they do it in real life too, but Cyberbullying is is just as bad as mm-hmm. as bullying, you know, just in high school. And I just get so scared for my daughter growing up in this. And oh my gosh, if that ever happened to her, I would come in and like right <laughs> kick that girl. Regulate, ass. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, um, but yeah, so I I just hope that anything can can change people's thinking and just kind of you know set the tone of no mean girls. And if it can change one person's life, great. Um, it's really cool to see how you built your career around that. Yeah. It's really refreshing. Yeah. I always try and say that too. Like one of our core, what is it called? Um, values? Yeah. One of our core <laughs> values, those things um, is warmth because yeah. it's like this industry is so cutthroat mm-hmm. and there's, you know, companies out there that like, they like brag about like being rude or mm-hmm. being a yeah. certain way, like on social media. Mm-hmm. And like, I just find that so disturbing yeah. and it's, I, it's so nice hearing that from you and be nice in business, like be nice in the world, be nice in business, be nice in everything. And right. it's like, why be mean? Like, you know, even hopping on calls with people sometimes in this industry and it's like, wow, like, I can't even believe what she's saying I on know. the other line. Like, Seriously. this is like so insane. It's like, if I was like your friend or part of your family, would you treat me like that? Probably. Like, yeah, <laughs> truly. Probably. Yeah. And that's just, it's frustrating. And it's almost like getting like beat up every day, yeah. literally Seriously. in business. Yeah. And I just, if more people thought about being nice, 
I think that could be such a game changer. I agree. And I feel like we get repeat business because, you know, some other agencies, companies refuse to work with because it's a nightmare. And they, yes, it's part of being an agent and, you know, nitpicking everything. Fine. I get it. But like, be a pleasure to work with because that's going to be how you continue, you know, building the clients that you have even bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a good balance of being like confident and smart and savvy while also being warm. Right. You can be all of those things. You can't like, you know, be dumb and nice. Yeah. You know, it's totally, yeah, you can be both. And our our talent appreciate that because you're the face for them. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want some like asshole. Yeah. Like, talking, you know, that way. Representing them in a way. Yeah, yeah, because I wouldn't, especially, I mean, I I can imagine they have a lot of people to choose in this industry to represent them and they want someone nice. Yeah. And yes, of course, they want to be, you know, making money. But first and foremost, they they want that outward persona of Mm -hmm. them, you know, to be a good one. It's really cool. Okay, so how do you have time for all of this? Like, you do so much. You've comp- you've sold a business. You ha- you're a part of charity. You have a box coming out. You have events. You have talent. A family. Are, are you okay? Yeah, and a child. And two step kids. And I know it's. I probably need to be better at it, but it's. You know, I, I should probably focus a little bit more because I feel very spread thin yeah. in every department and yeah. I feel like I'm not winning in any. Yeah. Um, and everyone always asks me this, like, how do you juggle? I'm like, I don't. Yeah. I just, I mean, this week, for instance, my nanny called in sick yesterday. So I'm like, okay, uh, Ava, you're coming to the dentist with me. And then you're <laughs> dr- getting dropped off with your 13 year old brother at his mom's house. And I'm going to work. And today, like I, you just figure it out, yeah. I guess, and make it work. And I wish I could focus more time, like how I did in my twenties on one thing. I'm mm-hmm. sure it'd be much more successful, Mm -hmm. but I just can't. And I have to accept that. And Mm -hmm. I just try to stay present wherever I am and focus and be prepared in everything that I do and say no to a lot. Mm -hmm. Say no to everything. Mm -hmm. That's a good lesson saying no. Like I've learned that one recently. I used to be like, yes, 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 yes. Right. You have to pick and choose Mm -hmm. before you're just going to burn out. Oh yeah. I do like one event a week. I try to. And even that is a struggle. That's good. I know. Yeah. That's a lot. I'm not on that train yet. Yeah. I need to figure out a workout somewhere in this like crazy (laughs) schedule. You look great though. Yeah. You eat healthy. Thank you. I try to eat healthy or yeah. It's hard though. (laughs) Like there's not enough hours in a day. I know. I know. (sighs) But yeah, I have a lot of help. My husband's amazing. And my nanny is like, thank God for her. She helps with so much. And yeah. Ava starts school soon, so that'll help a little bit with yeah. mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's impressive. Just make it happen. Hats off. Yeah. <laughs> Same with you, though. I feel like you're doing 5,000 yeah. things, too. I know, but I don't have a husband or kids yet. So. Okay, yeah. Just a dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have one of them. Crazy dog, mom. <laughs> Used to be my child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, same thing. It's like you just kind of make it happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you love what you're doing, like, yeah, it's work, but it doesn't really feel like it. You know? Have you, have you like pursued avenues though within your business and then had to kind of retract it because you're like, I'm not able to put enough energy or yeah. time towards it. Like what? Yeah. I actually just closed a business right around the acquisition called International Style Institute. It was a, like a three day course to become a stylist. And I partnered with Anita Patrickson on it. And we loved it. We loved just more, just hanging out with each other for three days and seeing all these girls become stylists. And it was awesome. 
But, you know, we did that event two times a year. So that was six business days plus the planning behind it. Plus, I mean, it made yeah. good money and we didn't even do anything to like, imagine we put full resources into it, but it was just, we couldn't commit to the time. Um, just especially with the acquisition. And now I was like, an official employee. I can't yeah. just like, you know, Have decide things, whatever yeah. I want. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we officially closed it last year because both of us agreed. We're like, let's just hang out for a weekend and, mm-hmm. and get our girl time in and yeah, we'll figure something else out. But yeah, it was too much. And that was nice to kind of cut that off. Yeah. It's interesting. I know it is. Um, okay. So every episode we ask our guests, a viral moment. So this could be something on digital offline that you're, was kind of like your ish moment mm. that you feel like you've made it. Oh, my made it moment on viral, <laughs> viral, <laughs> viral, <laughs> viral or not. Um, yeah. I mean, the acquisition was kind of a big yeah, yeah, moment. That, yeah. I think that was a good one. And then probably as random as this is, I did like a jewelry collab mm. a couple of years ago with the Anti-Bullying Foundation. Mm-hmm. And that kind of went viral. We were like in all the magazines and, oh, cool. amazing. you know, all my clients talked about it, which yeah. was super nice. And um, yeah, I think having a product is mm-hmm. good for something to go viral. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was these really cool rings and awesome. jewelry lines. I think we, we read about that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was like yeah. in Us Weekly and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. So cool. Well, that's a good one. Um, okay. On the flip side, what about a moment that would make you want to unfollow yourself? Oh my God. When I try to do these sponsored posts, <laughs> <laughs> you are doing sponsored uh, posts. I saw that. Well, they can't, well now like micro influencers are I the know. big thing and they yeah. want like girl boss and yeah. I, you know, so I'm sure they come to you too, but yeah. it's like, okay, well, it, I mean, it seems like a fit, but I'm just such, I'm not an influencer or like a you blogger. Are. No, I mean, I guess I influence people, but I'm not like a blogger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not that girl. Yeah. And I feel weird. So <laughs> I've done a couple of them and they, they're fine, but I just like annoy myself when I look at them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I do it for the greater good of the company. Yeah. yeah. yeah there you go. There you go. So okay. good. That's a good one. So we had our followers write in some questions. Um, first one would be, how do you maintain a work-life balance? You kind of already answered that though. You huh? just don't. Yeah. yeah. yeah it doesn't <laughs> exist. It's a unicorn. I mean, no, and if anyone says that they have the perfect balance, they are lying. Yeah. Lying. Because as soon as I feel like I'm good with my husband and the family and I've got all this great time in my business is like, Hey, what about me? And vice versa. So, you know, I'll focus everything on say our conference. And then my daughter's like, mom, who are you? Like, hi, can we hang out? Yeah. So it's, I try. It just does not exist. Yeah. You know what? The, Mart, do you know Martin Short? <laughs> yeah, the actor. So random. Yeah. Okay. I, I like. better be good. I, I listened to his autobiography and he was talking about how he, every single month, he gives himself a report card mm-hmm. and he has like spiritual, family, mm-hmm. career, fitness, health, whatever. And he's like, that way he keeps himself sane. So like if he got maybe he wasn't getting as much work or business that month because he's an actor. Mm-hmm. He would give himself maybe a D, but he'd be like, but look at, I got an A in family. Mm-hmm. And like he would, he had like I a like really that. super yeah, positive like perspective, too. but it was really interesting because he kind of kept himself in check from getting all consumed. If 
you know, you can, you can go down a dark path if okay. family's in a rough place or if business is in a rough place. And right. it's kind of like all about that perspective. Anyways. Yeah. That no, enough? that's yeah, good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> and there's so many pieces in the pie yeah. other than, you know, it's like my immediate family, but then I'm like, I miss my dad and my mom and all my yeah. family back East. And now my daughter's two and a half and how well do they know, you know, all yeah. those things that you think about when you're like, do I just throw in the towel and move back to Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yeah. But then I'd be miserable in a day. Yeah. So it's like, what do you yeah. do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was really good. Um, what would you say to your 20-year-old self? Don't pluck your eyebrows. No. <laughs> no, no, not really. Though. Oh, God. <laughs> um, you have my, great brows. Do you microneedle? I did. Ugh, I need that. It kind of they went away. Really so now I just draw them in. But They look good. I think it took like 10 years to grow them out. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. My 20 year old self, my 20 year old self thought she knew everything and ruled the world. So I would tell her, um, keep learning, listen to podcasts, Mm -hmm. read books, get inspired by everyone, like everyone that you meet, you can learn from. Um, and yeah, always ask questions. Love that. Last question. What's one piece of advice you would give to aspiring entrepreneurs? as simple as this is, is just do it. Like live in the now. Everyone is so scared of what if, and you get so far ahead of yourself, but just be present and be in the moment and take it one step at a time. Because I think any entrepreneur did not see themselves, you know, where they were in the future, you know, from the day they started. Um, So I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of people is just showing up and, and starting. Awesome. Where can people follow you? I'm on Instagram all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Sarah P. Boyd. And then Simply is just at Simply on Instagram. Awesome. Well, well thanks so much. Thank for you for coming on. Really thanks awesome. for having me. This was fun. Yeah. yeah. Bye. All right. Well, thank you, Sarah. That was amazing. So hopefully all of you out there trying to build your own business, bootstrapping it from the ground up, those were some tips to definitely take away. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot. I know. I always say that. Allie always says that every episode. (laughs) Cole learned a lot. (laughs) It's true though. Um, So thanks for listening. And we are excited to have you join us on this journey. We appreciate you. We love you. Oh. And tune in next week. Again, another exciting guest. Oh, yeah. This one's good. It's gold. (laughs) Golden. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Bye.